Hello and welcome to this week's podcast in my series on building resilience with me, Ian Rose, double Paralympic medalist, motivational speaker and business coach. Hello and welcome to my first podcast ever, a new experience for me and something that I've always wanted to do, so why not give it a go, hey? I'd like to talk today about, um, in my opinion, where we need to start when looking at building resilience. And, uh, and that is looking at your purpose or your why. Why you do what you do and uh, the, uh, the, the, the overall sort of you know, goal for everything you're, you're doing in your life, whether it be at work and the personal life. And, uh, and what's the point? So let's have a quick discussion about that and, uh, and, and see where we go. Um, podcast should last around about 15 minutes. And, uh, and at the end of this podcast, I will be sharing uh, one of my tri tricks and tips on how to uh, define your purpose so that hopefully you can use this moving forward. I thought I'd start with a quick intro in respect to who I am. Um, Ian Rose, as I say, uh, a Paralympic medalist, motivational speaker and business coach. But it all started for me back when I was around six months old. I ended up in hospital and unfortunately needing some operations to, uh, to save my life. I had developed childhood eye cancer, which was called retinoblastoma. And at six months, I ended up in Stoke Mandeville Hospital needing some operations to save my life. Unfortunately, through those operations, I lost the, my left eye and I lost most of the sight in my right eye. And I developed an indent down the side of my face, on the right-hand side of my face, where the bone didn't grow as fast as the rest of my face due to the radiotherapy I received um, when I was younger. Up until the age of around seven, that wasn't a problem. And then at seven years old, at school, I started experiencing some problems. The people I was in class with were teasing me about the way I looked and it was horrible. The one thing that I couldn't change in my life. I could change everything else. I could change the way I was, the way I learned. I just wanted to be normal. I just wanted to be like them, the guys, the people were, you know, the people that were, that were laughing. But they weren't laughing with me, they were laughing at me. And I wanted to be laughing with them. I was missing three things. Self-esteem. I didn't like myself. I was missing self-confidence and I was missing self-belief. When I tried something new on the very rare occasion that I did, I really gave up very, very quickly because I didn't have that self-belief. I didn't think I could do things like the other people. I didn't think I could do that. And what, was, what wasn't helping with that was these guys that were teasing me about the way I looked. Now, my mum and dad, are very supportive parents and have been through the whole of my life. And they had this wonderful idea, this wonderful idea to get me into sport. This was before all the scientific studies were around, sort of saying how sport could affect your lives in a positive way and how not just keeping fit at sport and being, you know, and building strength and muscles and things like that, but also the psychological side of things as well, how it helped with that. Before any of those studies were done, my dad and my mum both knew how much sport could change lives. Because my dad was a wrestler. Not one of these Olympic wrestlers and not the guys that go to the Olympics to actually do wrestling for their country. But one of those guys that you used to see on Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon television in the 80s that used to wrestle against giant haystacks and Big Daddy. 
My dad used to wrestle on a Saturday afternoon in High Wycombe's Town Hall, which is where I'm from. And he knew how much sport could change my life. So him and my mum took me to the top of the hill where we lived, and we walked through the front door of this primary school. And as soon as I walked through the front door of this primary school, a coach came running up to me, a guy called Ron Clear. Ron knew that I was coming, and he knew how I was going to be feeling when I actually got to this club, because he knew that it was going to be tough for me. Tough for me to mix with new people. Tough for me to try something new. Tough for me to be in a place where I've never been before. Because I thought all these guys were going to laugh at me, just like the people at the school that I was at. They were going to tease me, but I didn't realise that they'd been in that boat as well. They'd been in that boat of trying that new thing on that first day and being exceptionally nervous and feeling those feelings of just wanting to turn around and run out of the school because that would be the easy thing to do. I didn't do that. My mum and my dad turned around to me after me not wanting to go on the mat and basically said to me like parents do, how do you know if you can or can't do something or will or won't like something? unless you just give it a go. So I did. I gave it three weeks. And they were the three weeks that changed my life. After the first week, I'd made more friends in that judo club than I'd made anywhere else in my life up till that point. After the second week, I couldn't wait to go back. And after the third week, the teasing I was getting about the way I looked completely stopped. It didn't stop because I was going back into school and throwing people over my shoulder. You know, I wanted to do that but that would have made me as bad as the people that were teasing me. What had happened is I had found a place which we all crave. I had found a place where I could be part of a community. I had found a place where the people that I was training with and my fellow club friends and members, they laughed with me, not at me. They wanted, know, wanted to know me for who I was. They didn't expect me to change and I didn't expect them to change. Because I've just realised one thing, that normal is you. Normal is just you. And you need to accept that to move on and be your best. I was naturally pretty rubbish at judo, to be honest. It took me two years to win my first medal. And that was a medal for any of you that have actually been to competitions and, uh, and turned up and lost everything and you got a medal for taking part. That was my first medal too, a medal for taking part. But I was proud of that. Really proud of that. But I wanted a medal for winning. I wanted a medal for being the best or at least winning a competition or a, or a, or a, or a bout on the judo mat of some sort. And I started doing that. I started going to these competitions with fully sighted, against, competing against fully sighted competitors. And I started doing that. I started becoming prouder of myself. And that's what this is all about, is being proud, being proud of yourself in respect to what you're achieving, how you're achieving it, and the journey you're going on to actually get there. And I started feeling proud of myself. It wasn't until the age of 16 that I really knew why I was doing it. Because up until that point, I was doing it to keep fit. I was doing it to make friends. And I was also doing it to please others. But then I remember watching a program, a program in 1988 called Grandstand. And Grandstand back then used to be a program which was an update program, a, a program which was an update uh, on the football. 
This week, when I was watching it on a Saturday afternoon, it was an update on the 1988 Paralympic Games in Seoul. And I remember thinking, I'd like to do that. I didn't even know the Paralympics were around at that point. These guys I'd seen on the television, they were wearing judo suits. They were doing judo. That was my sport. And they were all visually impaired, like me. That, for me, was the next chapter of my life and where it just started. I now had a true purpose on why I was doing this sport. Why was I doing this? I wanted to do this because I would love to be, and my goal turned into trying to be the world champion. Like those guys I'd seen on TV, my true purpose was to win a gold in the world championships. But how was I going to do that? There was no internet back then. We couldn't get hold of the team manager to take that first step to say, how do I get onto the squad? And then all of a sudden, something happened that will happen to absolutely every single one of us. And that's called coincidence. But you need to put yourself into a place where coincidence can happen. I was going to these judo competitions. I was mixing with the right people at the right level. I was winning some competitions, but losing most. And then all of a sudden, the coincidence happened to me. I met the visually impaired national coach at a competition and one of the players and I was invited to a training weekend and it was a training weekend with my heroes those guys I've just seen on the television that story will be continued and I'll tell more of that through the next episode and beyond but what I want to go on to now is resilience and how resilience is affected a lot by your mojo and how you feel. Have you lost yours? Have you noticed? Have you noticed that sometimes you feel more tired through certain sections of the day? When do you perform the best? In what season of the year do you form the best? Do you, are you the person that comes alive when it comes to autumn or spring because it's just the right temperature and just the right weather? Or do you look for the sun and actually say, well, the sun's getting me going. Or do you struggle in winter because it's so cold and so dark? Because I definitely do. And this is where we then need to start looking at our why. Our really strong why. Not just I'm working to make money. Because that's not important enough. Yes, money pays the bills. Yes, money buys us that lovely car. Yes, money gets us that big house. But if money is everything, it will never be enough. Why do you need the money? Why do you need that money? And what are you going to spend it on? And how are you going to look back and say, that was worth it? I'm going to teach you a way to actually come up with your and, defi and define your true why. Your true why in respect to why you do what you do. Think back. Think back to when you started that job that you've currently got. Think back. Why did you accept that job? Think back to some goals that you set yourself in your life. Why did you set those goals? Think back to the goals that you set and the things that you started that you didn't finish. Why didn't you finish them? What happened which stopped you? from getting to the end. And I'm pretty sure I know why. 
because the goal you set wasn't important enough to you. Which is why for me, money is not everything. And success is not about money. Success is about the smile that you put on your face, how proud you are of what you've achieved and of yourself. But how do you get that pride? You define your purpose or your why. Here's how I did it. I call it my purpose triangle. You first start out by looking for the three most important areas in your life at the moment. What are the current three areas in your life that are most important to you? Once you define those three areas, you move to step two. And the step two is looking at the things that you would like to achieve most in those areas. What two things would you like to achieve over and above everything else in those three important areas? And then that will then lead into your purpose. Here's an example of mine. My three important areas are family, work, having fun and keeping fit. And if any goal that I actually set doesn't fit into those three areas, I don't set it. I don't go for it. And it won't be important enough to me. Above those two, when I've set those, and these are real life examples of what I'm working on now. I set my two major goals and my two major areas that I want to achieve things in. One is to earn enough money. And that's enough money to pay the bills and enough money to go on holiday and enough money to do things which create fun, but all based around the family. I also, in that particular guy, also want to inspire a quarter of a million people by the time I'm 65. The next one and the next area that link into the three important areas is I want to have some family fun and I want to keep improving. The family fun comes from things like going to attractions like I'm a roller coaster person. I love roller coasters, and so does my son, and so does my daughter. Wife, not quite so much. But we go to places like Thorpe Park. We go to places where we have fun together. It might just be a walk in a park at some point, obviously, in different times. With these tough times, we need to do new things. I also try and keep fit and keep improving. Keeping improving is all about, yes, keeping fit, getting on that running machine or that, or that indoor bike or going out for that run when we're allowed to go out for that run when we can. And keep improving our fitness, but also keep improving our mind and our skills that we're actually working on for ourselves. Looking for ways to improve yourself every day by just one small step. And all of this for me, links into one major purpose that I have in my life, to create lasting memories. That is the whole reason I do what I do. Using those three important areas with those two important goal subjects in those areas, what is your purpose or why for doing what you do? Well, that's it for this week's podcast and thank you for listening and thank you for your time 
Should you want any more information about what we've discussed on this podcast, then please contact me via my website at www.ianrose.co.uk. Thank you and see you next time.